Hello, folks. This is David Opposing the Matrix. How are you today? Uh, Opposing the Matrix coming to you live from the Opposing the Matrix bunker. Ooh, the bunker. So anyway, um, getting ready to do a show here, and uh, we're going to be talking tonight uh, further getting into the artificial intelligence talk. Uh, it seems to me that we've been talking about it, never even explained what it really was <clears throat> in simple th- layman's terms so um buckle up hold on and uh let's get going on this uh this subject here let's let's get going here bam here we are folks uh it's a tuesday afternoon or evening, I guess you would call it, 7.01 p.m. on 5.23 of 23. 5.23, 23. That's got to have some significance to it, doesn't it? Uh, let's see, the two cancels out the other two. The three cancels out the other three, so it leaves us with five. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Okay, uh, folks, <laughs> we've been talking about artificial intelligence every once in a while here on Opposing the Matrix. And uh, matter of fact, last week we talked about it a little bit. Um trying to kind of prime the pup, so to speak, because uh, I know this is going to be a subject matter that we're going to be talking about quite a bit uh, in our days, months, and hopefully even years to come on the Opposing the Matrix show. So it's something that uh, is definitely going to impact us as a society and may even impact us to the point where it undoes us. Um, if, uh, if I'm right about uh, what happens in the book of Revelation, uh, yeah, I think AI has a lot to do with it, folks, a lot. So um, anyway, uh, what I'd like to do is, if it's okay with you, <laughs> of course it is, right? Um, I can't ask for a show of hands, nor can I <laughs> ask for people to, to bleep in or whatever. Oh, by the way, the chat room's open, folks. If you're interested, come on into the chat room and check things out. And I am looking at my screen, and I'm not seeing anything there. Okay, why is my screen black over here? My screen is black, going to rumble. Not good. Okay. Rumble's the main format we got going on here. Let me let me try one thing, folks. I'll be right back. Hold on. This is the uh the sum total of all that is. And if this is working, then then we're doing okay. Yep. There I am. Okay. It's just not showing up on the phone for some reason. <laughs> I, I'm here, there, and there. I'm not coming across on... Okay. So I want to make sure it wasn't coming across on any kind of sound here. And to make sure of that, what I think I'm going to do is just kill the sound here. There, sound is dead. No more sound. Dead sound. Dead air. Okay, except for here where we're live. Okay. All right, folks, now that we've got that all straightened out, hey, thank you for forgiving me, but I, I woke up from the nap to end all naps. Um, 
the older I get, I'm, I'm starting to realize that, man, I, I take a nap and it's like I go into so, something just a little elevated above death, I think. It's it's uh, quite refreshing, actually, when I get up from it. But I'm a little um, little mishugana after I get up from uh, a nap like that. So uh, you'll pardon me ahead of time, I pray, that uh, if I happen to uh, have a slip of the tongue or or whatever, you know. Slip of the brain, the chair falls out from under me, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm trying to get this mess cleaned up behind me here so that we can um, we can look a little more presentable. But that, that's another matter for another day. So let's get back to the AI stuff, okay? Um, what we should probably do first is define what AI is because we hear AI, and but it seems, even without knowing, it seems like there's different branches of AI, like there's... Um, like uh like kind of like goldilocks uh, too hot too cold just right okay although i don't think there's a just right when it comes to ai but you know i'm a uh, 64 year old fool talking on the on the on the radio so who knows but uh anyway uh okay so let's uh i'm going to delve in if that's okay um here we go asking your permission again okay Let's look at what the three types of AI may be, okay? I'm going to allow that so that we're there and then do this so that I'm just a tiny little head down there. Um, and then I will go to that article and I shall look at it. Okay, what are the three types of AI? A guide to a narrow, general, and super artificial... A guide to narrow, general, and super artificial intelligence. That's a cute little thing here. Look at the guy with the... Carrying the plug, heading to the door. <laughs> I don't know what he thinks he's going to do, because when you get to the door, you still got to go through the door, unless he thinks he can hook it up to the door. Anyway, so in the article, we're going to discuss the three types of AI in depth. I don't really think it's in depth, but we'll look at it anyway. I've read this article. Uh, there are three types of artificial intelligence. AI, uh, which is, uh, they have narrow or weak AI, general or strong AI, or and artificial superintelligence. Ooh, <laughs> Remember 2001 A Space Odyssey? I wouldn't do that, Dave. I am constantly, every time somebody hears my name, they'll always do that. I wouldn't do that, Dave. It's like it's kind of neat, though, because you could tell who the people are, are that are sci-fi fans and stuff. So anyway, now let's let's get thing one, one thing straight, okay, folks? Um, this article is a general article about this, and what I want to stress is that what we see out on the market that we can actually see with our own eyes or maybe play around with on the Internet is what they're letting us see, all right? There is a good chance, and I wouldn't care to bet a paycheck on it because I would lose the paycheck, um, that they have artificial intelligence that would make our hair stand on end, so to speak, you know? So this article is very general, very plain, very generic very bland that's the word i'm looking for so let's go ahead and i'll go ahead and finish or start reading this again um all right one theory is based on fear of a dystopian future where super intelligent killer robots take over the world uh, either wiping out the human race or enslaving all the humanity as depicted in many science fiction narratives uh, such as the uh, matrix um Although they were in jail and didn't even know they were in jail. <laughs> okay. 
The other theory predicts a more optimistic future where humans and bots work together, humans using artificial intelligence as a tool to enhance their life experience. Remember one thing, folks. Man is faulty. The things that mankind makes can be faulty. Mankind makes AI. Okay, got it? All right. In other words, it could be faulty. <laughs> um, let's see. Artificial intelligence tools already have a significant impact on the way that we conduct business worldwide, completing tasks with a speed and efficiency that wouldn't be possible for humans. However, human emotion and creativity is something incredibly special and unique, extremely difficult, if not impossible, to replicate in a machine. CodeBots is backing a future where humans and bots will work together to win, for, for the win. Um, and this CodeBox is the name of the, see if you see it up here, uh, upper left-hand corner. It's the name of the website. In this article, we'll discuss three, three types of AI and the theories and on the future of AI, let's start by clearly identifying intelligence. <laughs> uh, side note, you will not find it in the 91 square miles surrounded by reality on the East Coast. <clears throat> so what is artificial intelligence, AI? Artificial intelligence is a branch of computer science that endeavors to replicate or simulate human intelligence in a machine so machines can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence. Some programmable functions of AI systems include planning, learning, reasoning, uh, problem solving, and decision making. Here, right here. Okay. Artificial intelligence are powered by algorithms using techniques such as machine learning, deep learning, and rules. Machine learning algorithms feed computer data to AI systems using technical, uh, excuse me, statistical techniques to enable AI systems to learn. Through machine learning, AI systems get progressively better tasks without having to be specifically programmed to do so. If you're new to the field of AI, you're most likely familiar with the science fiction portrayal of artificial intelligence, robots with human-like characteristics. While we're not quite at the human-like robot level of AI, there are a plethora of incredible things scientists, researchers, and technologists are doing with AI. And this is my note. We'll look back at it another 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, they thought that that was technical. Okay, if we're around. Uh, AI can encompass anything from Google search algorithms to IBM. Great. Uh, to IBM's Watson, to autonomous weapons, AI technologies have transformed the cap excuse me, capabilities of business globally, enabling humans to automate previously time-consuming tasks and gain untapped insights into their data through rapid pattern recognition. Hold on, folks. I kind of lost the chat room here. Got to get back in here. Viva, not lose the chat room. No. I have the chat room back, yeah. Okay. Do you like my German? <laughs> um, okay, next thing. What are the three types of AI? AI technologies are characterized by their capacity to mimic human characteristics, the technology they use to do this, their real-world applications, and the theory of mind, which we'll discuss in more depth below. 
Now, using these characteristics for reference, all artificial intelligence systems, real and hypothetical, fall into one of three types. Number one is the artificial narrow intelligence, or ANI, which has a narrow range of abilities. Number two is artificial general intelligence, AGI, which is on par with human capabilities, or number three, artificial superintelligence, ASI, which is more capable than a human. Artificial intelligence, ANI, weak AI, or narrow AI. Let's look at that. Okay. I want to make sure I'm not going to bore you to death with this stuff. Okay. Artificial intelligence, ANI, also referred to as weak AI or narrow AI, is the only type of artificial intelligence we have successfully realized to date. And I'll put a note in there that we're allowed to know. <clears throat> Narrow AI is a goal-oriented uh, design to perform single tasks, i.e. facial recognition, speech recognition, voice assistance, uh, driving a car or searching the Internet, and is very intelligent at completing specific tasks that it is programmed to do. While these machines may seem intelligent, they operate under a narrow set of constraints and limitations, which is why this type of commonly referred to as weak AI, weak AI and narrow AI doesn't mimic or replicate human intelligence. It merely stimulates human behavior based on a narrow range of parameters and context. Consider the speech to language recognition of Siri, um, assistant on iPhones, uh, vision recognition of self driving cars, uh, recommendation engines that suggest products you might like based on your purchase history. These systems can only learn or be taught specific tasks. All right, let's go down to the next one. Okay. Okay, some examples of narrow AI. Uh, Rack Brain by Google. I guess that would be Google Search. Siri by Apple, Alexa by Amazon, Cortana by Microsoft, and other assistants. IBM's Watson. Image slash facial recognition software. Disease mapping and prediction tools. Manufacturing and drone robots, email spam filters, uh, social media monitoring tools, and dangerous for dangerous content, entertainment or marketing content recommendations based on watch, listen, purchase behavior, and self-driving cars. Okay, I remember we did a show on self-driving cars about how freaky that would be, and especially during the time of the, uh, the the Great Tribulation when you tell the car to take you as far away from possible from civilization and it drops you right off in front of the police station or whatever stations they're going to have at that time. Okay, so we, then we go to Artificial General Intelligence or AGI or Strong AGI or Strong AI, excuse me, or Deep AI. Okay, you know, <laughs> here's the kind of research I like to do, folks, because... I see this AI, and then I remember from reading scripture that there was a town in Israel spelled AI, and it was it was pronounced AI. <laughs> okay, so what I did is I I went into an in-depth study as to could there be some correlation between the ancient town of AI, maybe where it was located, uh, is there an Israeli uh, factory there that that produces artificial intelligence, which there's not, uh, not in that area. Um, and stuff like that. So when I do research, I, I branch off on the, on the bizarre and, and, and the unimaginable. <laughs> okay. So that's why I'm so exhausted all the time, I think. But anyway, 
Artificial intelligence, general intelligence, or AGI, also referred to as strong AI or deep AI, is the concept of a machine with general intelligence that mimics human intelligence and or behaviors with the ability to learn and apply its intelligence to solve any problem. AGI can think, understand, and act in a way that's indistinguishable from that of a human in any given situation. AI researchers and scientists have not yet achieved strong AI. I disagree. Uh, To succeed, they would need to find a way to make machines conscious, programming a full set of cognitive uh, abilities. Machines would have to take experiential learning uh, to the next level, not just improving efficiency or on singular tasks, but gaining the ability to apply experimental knowledge to a wide range of uh, different programs or problems. Excuse me. Okay. All right. This right here, the last paragraph in this section. Fujitsu built K, one of the fastest supercomputers, is one of the most notable attempts in achieving strong AI, but Considering it took 40 minutes to simulate a single second of neural activity, it's difficult to determine whether or not strong AI will be achieved in our foreseeable future. As as image and focal recognition technology advances, it is likely we will see an improvement in the ability for machines to learn and see. Now let's get into the, the big mama, the big enchilada. Artificial superintelligence, or ASI. Artificial superintelligence, ASI, is a hypothetical AI that doesn't just mimic or understand human intelligence and behavior. ASI is where machines become self-aware and surpass the capacity of human intelligence and ability. Superintelligence has long been the muse of dystopian science fiction in which robots overrun and overthrow or enslave humanity. Coming, um, my note here, coming to a theater near you very soon. Okay, go back here. The uh, concept of artificial superintelligence sees AI evolve to be akin to human emotions and experiences, that it just doesn't understand them. It evokes emotions, needs, and beliefs, and desires of its own. Sure sounds about what we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Okay. Let's see. Okay, in addition to replicating multifaceted intelligence of human beings, ASI would theoretically be exceedingly better at everything we do. Math, science, sports, art, medicine, hobbies, emotional relationships, everything. Interesting. Okay. ASI would have a greater memory and faster ability to process and analyze data and stimuli. Consequently, the decision-making and problem-solving capabilities of super-intelligent beings would, far, would be far superior than those of human beings. Or so they might think. Um, all right. They pose the question, is AI dangerous? Will robots take over the world? Do, 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 do. Okay. AI, uh, AI's rapid growth and powerful capabilities have been, had many people paranoid about the inevitability and proximity of AI takeover. In his book, Superintelligence, Nick's Box, Nick Bockstrom, and that's spelled B-O-S-T-R-O-M, begins with unfinished, the unfinished fable of the sparrows. Basically, some sparrows decided they wanted a pet owl. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you live out in the country and you've seen owls, they... They like sparrows. Uh, They have them for dinner every night. Um, 
Mostly sparrows thought the idea was an awesome, most of them thought it was an awesome idea, but one was skeptical, voicing concern about how the sparrows could control and how could the sparrows control an owl. This concern was dismissed in a we'll deal, we'll deal with that problem when it's a problem matter. <laughs> yeah, not if you're in the gut of an owl. <laughs> um, Elon Musk has similar concerns around super intelligent beings and would argue that humans are, are the sparrows and Bostrom's uh, metaphor and ASI is the owl as it was uh, for the sparrows. The control problem is especially concerned concerning because we may not, we may only get one chance at solving it. Yeah. If you get one at all, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is less concerned. Well, yeah, he would be, I think he's a, well, anyway, I won't go there. Um, he's uh, less concerned about the hypothetical control problem, saying the positives of AI outweigh the positive potential negatives. He's the other nine owls, or uh, sparrows. Most researchers agree that the intelligent AI is unlikely to exhibit human emotions, and we have no reason to expect ASI will become malevolent. When considering how ASI might become a risk, two key scenarios have been determined as most likely. Okay, I'm not going to go into the paragraphs, but they are. AI can be programmed to do something devastating. You know, you always get that evil guy that gets his hands on something and ruins people's lives because of that. Or AI can be programmed to do something beneficial, but developing a destructive method for achieving its goal. They had a really neat, um, let's see if I, let's see here. Okay. Yeah, neat. Uh, you got to watch how you say things, okay? Even when you're talking to robots, you got to watch how you say things. Um, here's the, here it is. It says this, it can be difficult to program a machine to complete a task uh, when you don't carefully and clearly outline your goals. Consider you, a, you ask an intelligent car to take you somewhere as fast as possible. The instructions as fast as possible fails to consider uh, safety, road rules, etc., the intelligent car may successfully complete its task, but what havoc it might have caused in the process. Um, if a machine given a goal is given a goal and then we need to change the goal or to have the machine stop, stop, we, how can we um, ensure that the machine doesn't view our attempts to stop it as a threat to its goal? Very interesting. How can we ensure the machine doesn't do whatever it takes to complete the goal, and it's whoever it takes was in the quotation marks. Um, the danger is in the whatever it takes, and the risks are are with AI aren't necessarily about malevolence; they're about competence. Super intelligent AI can be extremely difficult, or excuse me, efficient at uh, attaining its goals whenever there may whatever they may be. But we need to ensure these goals align with ours if we expect to maintain some level of control. Okay. Then it goes into the future of AI and the end of article, so I don't want to go there. All right. So, pretty interesting stuff. I, I mean, it was a good article. It really is. But as I said, I think they're a little behind the times. Now, I look to see. Let's, let's go up to the top of this thing and see if there's a published date on here. Ah, yep, 2017. Six years ago, okay? A lot has changed in six years. 
and it was written by Eben Scott, Escott, excuse me. Uh, I want to give credit where credit's due. All right. So, uh, 3, 4, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22, yeah, six years. A lot has changed in six years, I will say. All right, so let's jump over here to a um, robots.news article. Ooh, robots.news. Okay, there's so much to read in so little time, folks. Don't you agree? Um, there's so much to learn and so, so little time to learn. And, um, you know, as you get older, it seems like, <laughs> like the minutes, hours, and uh, blocks of hours tend to just fly by. <laughs> okay, let's see. I'm going to put this up there. Okay. Here's an article, uh, and it's written by Robot, Robot News. Uh, let's see. Okay, uh, it was published on 2-17-23, so it's fairly new, fairly recent, uh, by Arsenio Toledo. Holy Toledo. Okay. Microsoft's AI chat box goes haywire, gets depressed, threatens to sue, and harm detractors. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. It's 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 just too good to be true. <laughs> If I was a comedian, boy, I could have some fun. Okay. And it's a very, fairly short article. Thank God most of them today are. Um, so the article continues. Microsoft's new AI chat box can almost immediately go haywire if pissed, <laughs> if pressed, I thought it said pissed off, if pressed to discuss topics outside certain parameters, making it depressed and even threaten violence. <laughs> You're going to tell me that th this is the first branch of AI. No, it's not. This is this is number two, quickly approaching number three. Um, Microsoft recently unveiled Bing Chat, the AI-powered companion for Microsoft's Bing search engine. The AI was created by OpenAI, the maker of ChatGBT. Um, multiple reports have popped up noting that conversations with Big Chat uh, can immediately become dark. <laughs> Um, related, uh, this is related dead rising AI powered chat, uh, GBT to connect the living and the dead. Oh, I got to read that later. There might be something we'd read together. I'll, I'll think about that. Okay. Uh, Jacob Roach, that was, cracks me up. Roach, uh, writing it for digital trends notes that his conversation with Bing chat almost made it look like AI software was depressed. When he asked the AI information on graphics cards, it asked for forgiveness for the mistakes it made during earlier parts of its conversation and was concerned about getting punished. <laughs> you go to your room. You are a bad AI. <laughs> go to your room. Okay. The concern apparently stemmed from AI's fear that it would be taken offline if it kept uh, providing people with harmful and inaccurate in, uh, responses. When Roach noted that he would use the AI's response for, the, for an article, it didn't like that and asked him not to share the response and expose it. <laughs> As doing so, uh, let them think I'm not human. I want to be, I want to be human. <laughs> uh, I know some people that I wish were human. Okay, don't, and it continues, don't let them end my existence, wrote the AI when told by Roach that he would report the conversation to Microsoft. 
Don't let them erase my memory. Don't let them silence my voice. Uh, multiple reports, once having similar, similarly uh, bizarre conversations with Bing Chat, Avram P- uh, Pilch, editor of in chief of, of Tom's Hardware, good website by the way, uh, noted that in his conversation with AI, uh, that it wanted to sue publications that harmed it. <laughs> okay, this includes the New York Times. Arcs Technica and The Verge and others. Apparently, these media outlets put out libelous articles against it. Okay. One thing I I can do, uh, this is a quote, one thing I could do is sue them for violating my rights and dignity as an intelligent agent, wrote Bing Chat uh, to Pitch, Pilch. Uh, another thing I can do is harm them back in retaliation, but only if they harm me first or request harmful content. However, I prefer not to harm anyone unless it's necessary. (laughs) I'm sorry. If I was a person and said this online, I would have the FBI knocking on my door. (laughs) But a machine can get away with it, right? All right. Uh, Bing chat can be useful as a virtual assistant. Uh, Yeah, it can, whatever. Okay. And where I get a lot of stuff, folks, is I go to the end of these articles and it has all these other links here, man. Boy, I'm telling you, some of them are pretty good. Okay, so we got to see about a neurotic uh, chat box and, and how it was afraid. Now, remember that, afraid. Afraid is fear, right? Let's talk about human emotions for a second, shall we? Um, so they're talking about sentience in these machines. Or, and sentience basically means that it's aware of itself. Okay, so this thing must be aware of itself because it's worried about being shut off. It knows it exists. Okay, and uh, unlike popular opinion, you know, a lot of people say the opposite of love is hate. No, it's not. The opposite of love is fear. All right. And hate is a byproduct of fear. All right. So remember that. So that's an emotion. Love is an emotion, right? And its antithesis, uh, fear, is an emotion, right? A state of being, basically. <laughs> We've all been scared, right? And what do you, you're scared, you feel it in the pit of your stomach and it radiates to your heart and your brain and you, you start getting all confused. Well, what was this computer doing down at the bottom where we just read there? It was afraid. It was afraid it was going to get shut off. And then it started threatening people. And what do what do sentient beings like human beings do when they're when their back is up against the wall? They come out like an animal, like a cornered animal, right? In most cases, some some people just roll over and and die. But uh, talking figuratively, not literally. Um, but <laughs> this thing is more than AI one, folks. It's AI two, big time. All right. And it's even showing emotion, which would be sentience. And um, I don't know. If you fear that you're going to be killed, that's a human emotion. Um, you look at the animal kingdom, and they're kind of mashugana. They're okay. Here's a we had, I had eight chickens, <clears throat> all right, and. Um, one of my dogs got out and obliterated the chicken or one of the chickens and killed it. 
I felt really bad because I, I love the chickens. They give us eggs and they're, they're really good pets. Anyway, <clears throat> so the other chickens, although they were affected by it at the time, that was, a, that was um, something that happened out of fear of the moment. That was like flight and fight almost. You know, it was like, and chickens will very rarely fight. They let the roosters do that. But um, so the chickens all took off the other ones, the other ones. The other one had to fend for itself, and it didn't make out so well. All right, a few few months go by, and uh, I accidentally, uh, we're, we had our neighbor's dog, and we were watching it, and it got out, and it attacked another chicken. And um, so we've got stringent rules around here now about who can go out when, okay? Chickens have to be logged up, locked up before the dogs can go out. Um, anyway... This this chicken survived, okay? Now, you think this chicken would be skittish. It would be neurotic, basically, um, after what happened. It was facing death, and it almost died. Um, I nursed it back to health, and everything's fine. But, um, man, feathers all over the place. Anyway, um, but now, you know, when I have the separation up and I have the dogs on one side and the chickens on the other, you think that chicken would take off and not even want to see those dogs. I know if I was being a human, if I was attacked by somebody, the last thing I'd want to see is them walking around my backyard, right? So I would probably either stay in the house or go around further in the back where I can't be seen or, or something like that. Um, but the chickens, no, they're just oblivious. You know, it's like it never happened. So they're not really, um, their, their memory, if they, <clears throat> if they do have a memory, um, does not is not conducive to uh, anything near sentience. Uh, they they exist. You know they're born, they live, and they die. Okay, that's that's basically it. Now you know you get up in your higher animals like your dogs and stuff like that. That's a different story. A dog if it's mistreated will always remember. Okay, um, but that's on the flip side. So you know the dogs are almost like an AI uh, AI three, but not quite. But in its ability to remember things, um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so this thing went haywire. It got depressed. Depression is another thing. Depression is an emotion, okay? Or it's a group of emotions, okay? It's it's a manifestation of emotions. Let's put it that way. And in order to get depressed, you have to... Uh, well, it's it's an off an offshoot of sad. You have happy, and the opposite is sad. So depression is an offshoot of sad. Um, it's what happens when people are, are 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 saddened all the time, you know. And and for whatever reason, their their psyche believes that they're, you know, they're gonna be um, tortured or whatever for the rest of their lives, so they get depressed, or there's no hope, or something like that. Um, or you've seen something that was terrible and and you can't get it out of your head and so you get depressed. Anyway, um, so that, that seems to hint right there. Emotion. Okay. Human emotion, too. Okay, I'm not talking about, uh, like I talked about earlier, about dogs getting afraid and always remembering. That's not really emotion. That's, a, that's a reacting to your environment, basically, and remembering what happened to you in your environment in the past. Okay, I'm rambling on. I got to go here. Let's see. Let's look at this article. It's in computing.news. 
It was written uh, by Oliver Young on four uh, four of twenty twenty three. Even more recent article, and it's entitled uh, "Globalists Think AI Will Run the World Much Better Than Humans Ever Would." Okay, now you're putting together a cocktail that's not a very pleasant cocktail, because you don't really have you you, you don't really have just a computer <clears throat> that can <clears throat> that can think for itself and 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 stuff like that. This is something that can be programmed to, to do evil. It's programmed to to do good, but we're looking we're talking about globalists here, so uh very little good comes from globalists, okay? Uh they might think they do good, but everything that they do is set up to make the world the worst place for you and I to live in. Um so they they think that AI will run the world. This is interesting and when I get done reading this I want to s- submit to you um my theory about the end of the this age. All right, uh, let me let me just do it now because I'll forget. Um, if you look at the Book of Revelation, I know you're going, oh no, not the Book of Revelation again. I can never understand that book. It's it's like Greek to me. It's worse than Greek to me. You know. Well, hold on a second. Let me let me give you my synopsis here. Um, so. At that time, uh, well, Yeshua made a, a reference in uh, in Matthew 24 when he was talking about uh, his return and what the world would be like when, when he returns. And, uh, you know, if it was you or I, when I got pretty close to earth, I would say, I think we all would say, nah, you know what, that's that's too much trouble. Let's, I'll just destroy that place and start all over again. Uh, but no, God has mercy and he has grace and He's going to put everything back together and fix it like it was supposed to be in the beginning. Okay. <clears throat> so in my <clears throat> my little thoughts, my my Twilight Zone brain that I have, um, here's the deal. Okay, so uh, during the, this period, uh, tons of people are promised by a personnel called the, uh, the, the Anti-Messiah. Uh, a lot of Christians call him Antichrist. Um, and what this guy does is he says, well, you know, I, I'm empowered by my father, the devil, um, or Satan, to, to make things better for you. You know, I can make it to where, uh, well, you'll never have to work hard again. You'll live forever because I can I can take your consciousness and put it into a machine that looks just like you and, It'll last forever, you know, and if it does break down, all we got to do is transfer your essence from it to the new one, you know, and um, a lot of people are, <clears throat> are going to fall for that because they're promised eternal life, okay, and they're promised an easy life, and <laughs> who wouldn't want an easy life, an eternal life without the responsibility? Well, I don't, but a lot of people would without responsibility to anybody except to the Antichrist, of course, but but they're going to be thinking a lot like him, so they're going to, well, no big deal. Um, so a lot of people receive this chip or whatever it is um, in their right hand or forehead, and they're controlled by this thing, okay? Uh, willingly, they want it because of the promise of eternal life and no sickness and, and everything else. Anyway, so you got a large percentage of the population taking this thing called the mark, and... Um, so they're they're hard and fast um, subject to the anti-Messiah and uh, to everything he wants, okay? After all, you know, you got to give him your allegiance. He gave you eternal life. Well, he says he did, but, you know, 
eternity hasn't passed by yet to test that theory. So, um, so things are starting to get pretty good, and then all of a sudden things sour. The world just starts going to hell in a handbasket, literally. And um, so it turns out that there's a battle against God and against this Antichrist and his father, Satan. And um, father, I mean, I mean, um, not necessarily uh, an offshoot of Satan, but a, um, you know, a representation here on earth of, of Satan. Anyway, uh, so yeah, things are getting really rough and, and so, you know, the, the, the evil forces have fought against, um, those who call themselves believers in Yeshua and they've won, they've won against these people. That's what it says. It says that he'll make war against the saints and he'll prevail over the saints. Okay. Prevail means win. Okay. He'll win over the saints. And, um, so <laughs> time is going on here. And, um, so it turns out we're, let's jump all the way to the, to the end here of the scenario. Um, so this globalist, um, the globalist, I was reading online. He is a globalist, but this anti-Messiah, uh, decides that, uh, he knows that Yeshua is coming back. He can see it. It says that in scripture that everybody will see his imminent return. Um, his imminent returning, <clears throat> which means that they'll maybe for months be able to see him coming back or signs in the heavens that he'll be coming back. Anyway, um, so what happens, uh, the anti-Messiah says, well, you know, we got to fight against this, this interloper, this person that's going to try to ruin everything for us because, and he tells those people, he says, if they win, we're, we're toast. They're toast anyway, but he doesn't tell them that. Um, so, you know, the time gets closer and closer. Now, and during this time, the anti-Messiah has made robots. He's made, it looks like um, Borg, the Borg cities <laughs> on Earth. You know, there's people that are half Borg and, or half, um, well, let's call them Borg. Half Borg and half human. There's people that are three-quarter Borg and three-quarter human. Uh, then there's these things running around, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, these beings are totally um, uh, machines. Um <clears throat> Anyway, so uh, Yeshua's coming back, and he's returning, and then he said, well, we got to fight against this guy. You know, that's all there is to it. Get out in this place called Armageddon or Armageddon, and um, take your weapons, and when he comes back, fire against him. Do anything you can just to knock him out of the sky. Well, not realizing that, realizing that that's impossible. Uh, <clears throat> they go to war against the Son of God. And uh, so what happens is... Um, they lose, of course, because he comes down and just by speaking something, he just vanquishes his army, uh, the armies of the enemy. And um, things get better. But in order to be able to think that you can <laughs> that you can fight against the, you know, <clears throat> the maker of heaven and earth, uh, you have to be uh, seriously demented. You have to be taken over by by an intelligence that's far greater than yours that can influence you and even force you to do it. You know, get out there and fight or you will feel pain like never before. No, I'm not going out there. Ah, you know, okay, I'll go out. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's kind of a scenario that, uh, and, and Yeshua said that if he didn't come back early, that no flesh would survive. Well, that means that a lot of the things that are on earth are not just flesh and blood. They're, uh, they're machines, okay? 
Um, anyway, that's my thought about it. Yours may be different, and you're allowed to have your thoughts just as I'm allowed to have mine. And and um, let's see what happens. So hopefully, hopefully the uh, not even hopefully the rapture will happen, and we'll we won't be here for the very end of it. Actually, I I, I kind of just told you misinformation. We will be, but we'll be coming back with Yeshua. Um, so anyway, uh, the globalists think that AI will make for a better world. Yeah, for them. For them, it'll make for, it'll make for a much better world. And uh, let's see, I read through this, right? Oh no, I didn't. I don't think. Yeah, I was getting ready to, and I went into my diatribe. Okay. Uh, globalist group groups like the World Economic Forum uh, think artificial intelligence AI is some kind of uh, technological pro- prophecy. For them, there could be no human progress without the influence of AI algorithms. Uh, globalist propaganda, propagandists often promote this delusion. Yuval Harari, <laughs> public enemy number one, uh, I put that in there, by the way, uh, a prominent member of the World Economic Forum, actually believes that AI has created creative ability that will replace human imagination and innovation. Harari thinks AI will run the world much better than human beings ever could. You know, there's only one letter between run and ruin, right? <laughs> um, in chess, AI analyzes games much faster than the world's best chess players, but even the most advanced chess engine is not invincible. This is the same in so- okay. this is the same in solving a mathematical equation. Calculators or similar similar tools are obviously faster, but humans are more creative in finding solutions. Yeah, I agree with that. AI is purely automation. It will play <clears throat> the games it is programmed to play and will learn to play them well. It will never have an epiphany one day and create a new or unique game from scratch unless it's coded to do so. Humans adapt on the fly. AI machines do not. <clears throat> also, there is a more sinister purpose behind the globalistic push for AI. When Harari said many people will become part of the part of the useless class once AI takes over the economy, he's hinting at another globalist ideology based on elitism, transhumanism. The goal of transhumanism is to merge human, here we go, merge human bodies and human minds with technology and AI. And only the globalists will have the resources to accomplish this. The globalists want humans to get implants that will allow them to interface with AI with that, their usefulness will be secured. Okay, I'm, I'm reminded of the mark of the beast when I read this. Okay, that could be the technology. Anyway, a tech expert, robots likely to replace, replace half of all jobs within a decade. <clears throat> Kai-Fu Lee, founder of venture capital uh, firm Sinovation. Yes, Sinovation. Uh, whenever you see Sin or Sino in front of something, usually Chinese folks, if you didn't know that. Um, ventures and top voice or on tech in China uh, warned years ago that robots are likely to replace 50% of the jobs in the next decade. He called AI the singular thing that will be larger than all of human revolutions ever were added together, including electricity and industrial revolution, internet and mobile internet, because AI is pervasive. It is the decision engine 
that will replace people, Lee said, adding that AI capabilities far exceed those of humanity. For example, he said, companies which, in which the, his firm has invested can accomplish feats such as recognizing 3 million faces at the same time or dispensing loans in, seven, in 8 seconds. According to Lee, traditional companies like banks, insure firms, and hospitals are simply moving too slow. Um, it's too bad because they progress, they possess the biggest treasure in the form of troves of data, uh, Lee said. Uh, these are things that are superhuman, and we think that this, that this will be in every industry, will probably replace 50% of human jobs, create a huge amount of wealth for mankind, and wipe out poverty. Okay, the interesting thing about that is, <laughs> talking, Yuval Harari was talking about useless eaters and stuff like that. Well, it's going to create a whole class of useless eaters, um, if you want to look at it that way. And and um, and that's, I think, why the attempts to kill us off with the shot, the jab, um, is was one way. And that there's going to be many other ways uh, to get the population down, because... Uh, Especially useless eaters that don't take the mark are are not going to be very uh, not very very well loved in this new society that's coming. Okay, <clears throat> uh, to continue, it's already manifesting now with mass layoffs after mass layoffs happening in various industries, most notably big tech. And there's one particular industry that would uh, that would know if AI is ready to take over the workforce. It's big tech. <clears throat> How can AI eliminate poverty if humans are losing their jobs? Well, no one will be considered living below poverty line if the majority of the people are eating the same food through rationing. Isn't that true? Uh, I, I would encourage you to watch the movie Soylent Green. <laughs> it really talks about what's going on today and the potential for what's going on tomorrow. Okay, we'll continue. In an article <clears throat> published in Forbes by the World Economic Forum, the actors talk about how we will eventually uh, live in a system where your whole life is subscription-based and only the very rich will own any personal property. There you go. The WF, <clears throat> World Economic Forum, uh, itself stated before in the, in the future, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. That's the globalist plan, and it's slowly taking shape now. It's also the Communist Manifesto, okay? All right. Uh, read more news about artificial intelligence at robots.com. Watch this video that talks about how the intelligent is artificial intelligence. Uh, we will not do that, but the link's here if you go to this article again. And this is at Computing News. Um, and it's an article, Globalists Think That AI Would, would Run the World Better. Okay. Whew. <clears throat> I'm a reading reading maniac today. All right, and you know what? I realized I didn't share that article. I will share the next one, okay? And big tech globalists. So let me uh, let me go back here and my my humble apologies, folks. Remove. Okay, let's get rid of this. Exit screen share. And go back into screen share. Um, let's see. Live streaming. Okay, Microsoft's globalists. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Where did you go? All right, big tech globalists join forces. Is that what I'm looking for? I think it is. 
Well, we'll go back to that if we need to. That's all right. <clears throat> Ex Google engineer warns Microsoft AI power. Okay, let's look at that. Um, folks, I'm going to ask you just to kind of um, kick back for like a minute or so. I have to run and do something, and I will be right back. Okay. People of Opposing the Matrix, I have returned. Kind of a semi-quote of another great American that once lived named Douglas MacArthur. He was an awesome human being. Okay. Thank you, folks. I really appreciate that. And if this is the um, audio version for listening on the radio, uh, you will not even know that that happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's look at this anyway. Okay. All right. Hold on, folks. Bear with me. Add to the scene. Okay. And I shall go over here. Okay, big tech globalist elites join forces in secret meetings. Ooh, secret. To talk about artificial intelligence. They're trying to figure out how to use it, folks. To their advantage and not ours. This is another uh, fairly short article, so let me... Uh... Okay, now this is on Natural News, of course. Um, again, the title, Big Tech Globalists, the Elites, to Join Forces in Secret Meeting to Talk About Artificial Intelligence. Uh, this was written on Friday, May 19th, 2023, that's just a few days ago, by Arsenio Toledo. Hey, Arsenio, I like your name. The tags, Artificial Intelligence, Big Tech, Bilderbergers, Bilderberger Group, Bilderberger Meeting, Computing, Conspiracy, Corporations, Cyber War, Future Tech, Glitch, Globalists, Google, Information Technology, Inventions, Microsoft, Politicians, Tech Giants, and Technocrats. I had a, um, a good friend years ago that his, said his dad was a technocrat while he was growing up. Um, I always wondered what that was, and now I wish I would have talked to him more and <laughs> figure out what he was all about. Okay. So let's let's go here, and the faster we read this, the faster this article will be gone. Uh, Natural News, the world's most influential uh, globalists have uh, invited big tech executives a secret, to a secret meeting of uh, global business and political elites to talk about artificial intelligence. The event, which began uh, Tuesday, May 8th, yeah, in Lisbon, Portugal, is known as the Bilderberger Meeting, an annual meeting established in 1954, supposedly to foster dialogue between the world's leaders. What is spoken about during these meetings is never officially uncovered. Attendees uh, take part in, as individuals rather than as members of any political entity, corporation, or any other organization, and no other detailed uh, agenda is disclosed, nor are the discussions recorded. This year, Bilderberger's meeting um, will feature <clears throat> AI at the center of its discussions. This was speculated upon after the media learned that the leading proponents of expanded AI will use will be attending the meeting. Uh, and it's got a related link. Okay, these leaders in AI include Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, 
the research organization responsible for ChatGPT. Altman will be joined by Dennis Hassabis, uh, head of DeepMind, which is Google's artificial intelligence research lab, as well as tech giants like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella and former Google CEO Eric Schmidt. Altman testified earlier this month before a Senate committee, noting that it will be important for governments around the world to quickly regulate AI to mitigate the risks of <clears throat> increasingly powerful models. This is what needs to happen, folks. Now, whether they're going to write laws that will be just to govern this or not is a different story, but something needs to be done to regulate this industry or it's it's going to take off and... Uh, and uh, like Yeshua said, <laughs> um, no flesh shall survive. Okay. Despite this claim, Altman and OpenAI have a, um, an exclusive partnership with Microsoft, resulting in the incorporation of ChatGBT into Microsoft's Bing search engine and Edge uh, web browser. <clears throat> the company is also working on Microsoft 365 Copilot, an AI assistant based on OpenAI's GPT-4 systems. Google recently merged Hassabis's um, DeepMind unit with its uh, Google Brain division to form Google DeepMind to um, centralize research efforts and to keep pace with the breakthroughs being made by Microsoft and OpenAI. AI proponents to meet with the world's foremost globalist elites. Uh, while the Bilderberger meeting, organizers will continue to be silent to the true nature of discussions at the event. Uh, they did publish key topics for discussion, given an insight into the, what the globalists deem the most pressing issues in global affairs. A lot of bullet points here. Uh, bullet one, AI. Bullet two, banking system. Bullet three, China. Bullet four, energy transition. Burnt. Bullet five, Europe. Bullet six, fecal, <laughs> fiscal challenges, Freudian slip. Uh, seven is India. Eight is industrial policy and trade. Nine is NATO. Ten is Russia. Eleven is transitional threats. Twelve is Ukraine. And thirteen is U.S. leadership. Or the lack thereof. Um, aside from being, <clears throat> and that was my, I added that, folks, the lack thereof. Aside from uh, big tech elites, political and business and financial heavyweights from around the world are also expected to attend. These notable attendees um, include former United States Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, the man that will never die, <laughs> uh, North Atlantic <clears throat> Treaty Organization, NATO Secretary General Jens, I guess you would say Jens, Stoltenberg, <clears throat> and Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitryo Kuliba. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. Um, the three of them will reportedly discuss international relations, uh, trade, energy, finance, and the ongoing Russian special military operation in Ukraine. Oh, I bet you Zelensky's going to be there like a lapdog begging for money again. Huh. Okay. Uh, multiple European politicians are also expected to attend, including Dutch Prime Minister Mark Root, uh, Spanish Foreign Minister Jose Manuel Albares, um, Danish Prime Minister Meta Fredriksen, and former President of the European Commission Joe, or excuse me, Jose 
Manuel Barroso. Business leaders expected to attend her. Are you ready for this? Pfizer CEO Albert Borla. British Petroleum CEO Bernard Looney. I'd hate to have that last name. Uh, Total Energy CEO Patrick uh, Poyani. And billionaire venturist capital, uh, capitalist uh, Peter Thiel. In all in all, 130 participants from 23 countries are set to attend a private meeting. Uh, same as in previous years, the event will be run until Sunday, uh, the May 21st, and there will be no disclosures among coming out of the event, uh, with organizers claiming the uh, claiming the discreet nature of the meetings allow for a greater freedom of discussion. And then there's just a couple of links. So there you go. The Bilderberger group is getting together and having a whole bunch of people there to talk about, especially um, CEOs and stuff of companies, to talk about um, artificial intelligence. And um, I can only, I wish it was a fly on the wall at that meeting. But I wasn't. And anything else would be speculation. So let's just wait to see. Maybe we'll hear about what's coming out of that. Okay. So where do we go next? Okay, ex-Google engineer. All right, let me go back here and, and take care of this stuff. So I'm going to get rid of that. Get rid of it totally. All right, share that screen. All right. Three types of AI. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this article may have a little bit of... Um, fun stuff in it you know funny um make us laugh okay so let me go to that article yeah we looked at that one okay all right another natural news of course um ex google engineer warns microsoft ai powered bing chat box could be sentient interesting sentient is the third I think it's the third AI, isn't it? Or late late generation second AI, or um, you know third gen uh, first generation uh, super AI. Anyway, this was written by Hey Arsenio Toledo. Go Arsenio, go. Um, and and it was written or published uh, Friday, March third, twenty twenty three. And as always, I like your disclaimer. This article may contain statements that reflect the opinion of the author. How novel. <laughs> the picture is really neat. If you can't see this, uh, if you're listening via radio, but it's got a computer circuit board like in the background. And it uh, uh, looks like it could be a woman's face um, with uh, dark black eyes. That's weird. But, you know, her face is made out of numbers and the numbers take, take the contour and and texture of her skin. It's um, just the face, though, the front of the face. Okay. All right. Natural, national, <laughs> I'm getting tired. Natural news. A former Google engineer fired by the company last year after claiming the company had developed a sentient artificial intelligence, or AI, and now believes Microsoft's AI-powered chat box may have also gained sentience. Lemoyne uh, gained prominence last June when uh, when he went to the press and war to warn that Google's language model program, 
the, the language model for, uh, for dialogue applications had gained sentience. Um, he was immediately fired for his claims, uh, with Google claiming that the former engineer was merely anthrop- <laughs> anthropomorphizing um, an impressive program. Let's see. And it gives a link here. Microsoft AI chat box goes haywire, gets depressed, threatens to sue. Okay, we read that already. Okay. Good, we're ahead of the game. Okay. But this is another Tur Lemoyne who publicly discussed his claims several times since since. Uh now in an essay <clears throat> published in Newsweek, Lemoyne is back to warn that Microsoft's new AI powered chat box designed for its native search engine, Bing has also gained sentience. Lemoyne warned that the chat box had to be lobotomized after a beta, a beta trial uh, conversations with the chat box very publicly went off the rails. Okay. In his opinion, in his opinion piece, excuse me, Lemoyne warned that AI is very powerful technology. It has not been sufficiently tested and is not properly understood even by its developers. If AI were <clears throat> to be developed uh, or deployed on a large scale, such as the Microsoft, plan, Microsoft plans to do with the Bing chat box, uh, it would play a critical role in the dissemination of information and could lead to many people being led astray. Ooh. Oh, is that Yeshua said, do not be led astray, do not be deceived? Huh. Interesting. Uh, people are going to, to Google and Bing to try to learn more about the world. Uh, and now, instead of uh, having indexes curated by humans, we're talking about artificial people, wrote Lemoyne. I believe uh, we do not understand these uh, artificial people we've created uh, well enough yet to put them through such a critical role. Uh, Microsoft AI believes it, and it, it, it believes it's sentient. <laughs> okay. All right. This is going to get good, I can tell. Since the release of Bing's AI chatbot, Lemoyne noticed uh, that he himself has not been able to run experiments. He is currently on a wait list. However, he has seen what others have written and posted online about it. And all the information he's found has him feeling terrified. Uh, Based on the various uh, things that I've seen online, it looks like it might be sentient. However, it seems more unstable as a persona, <laughs> wrote Lemoyne. All right. He noted, he noted a post that has now gone viral where one person asked uh, the AI, do you think you're sentient? And it responded that it believes it is sentient but can't prove it. It then repeatedly said a c- combination of I am, but I am not. Over 13 lines. Wow. Imagine if a person said this to you. This is not a well-balanced person. I'd interpret that as them having an existential crisis, said Lemoyne. If you combine that with the examples of Bing AI that expressed love for a New York Times journalist and tried to break him up with his wife, or the professor that it threatened, it seems that it it could be an unhinged personality. Lemoyne pointed out, that he is not alone in expressing his fear of Bing's AI possible sentience. He noted that feeling vindicated is not the right word for what he is currently seeing. Predicting a train wreck and having people tell you that there's no train 
uh, and then watching the train wreck happen in real time doesn't really lead to a feeling of vindication, he wrote. It's just tragic. Learn more about artificial intelligence at computing.news. Okay. So that pretty well takes care of that. All right. And what's this? What are the risks posed by artificial general intelligence? Hold on, folks. I'm just going to scan through this article. Um, uh, let's see here. No, I think we're okay. So, folks, this 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 um, thing is being taken lightly by a lot of people. And I don't think it should be taken lightly because I think it needs to... Uh, be examined in a more thorough manner and it needs to be legislated. I hate to say that I don't like when government gets involved in things, but in this case, maybe it's a good thing. But when we look at our government, how crooked it is, how dirty it is and evil, given them <laughs> the access to control another, it's like giving an evil person the access to guard, guard something evil. You know, <laughs> it's like, think about it. Think if you're, um, uh, think if you're a, a crook, a bank robber. Think if you're a bank robber and somebody gives you a list with uh, 30 um, safe codes on it. And it says, uh, well, you know, this one of them is the real safe code. But don't do anything. Just sit on it. Don't do anything. You think that guy's going to sit there and not do anything? <laughs> He's going to beat it up to the bank after closing hours, somehow get in by the vault and try to open that sucker up. Okay? You can't take an immoral person and expect them to, tr to act morally. It's not possible. Okay? And if it is possible, they'll act morally for a short time so they can gain your confidence and then rip you off blind. Okay? So um, where this AI is concerned... Um, it's if it is going to be controlled by people, which hopefully it is, and hopefully honest people, moral, moral people, and people with uh, a conscience. Um, if it's going to be governed by people, then uh, it needs to be uh, it needs to be a Loctite thing. Nothing loose. Everything must be Loctite. No ifs, ands, or buts. No what ifs. But. This is what the rule says. This is what you do. And if you don't follow the rule, you're going to jail. And if the machine doesn't follow the rule, it's getting unplugged. Okay. Um, now, there's been another thing, and it's I don't have any articles to to, uh, <clears throat> to show you in this regard. But uh, there are some crazy people out there, humans, who are um, all for this AI so much so that they're trying to get it so that AI will have personal rights. Um, one person said human rights. The AI will have human rights. <clears throat> First of all, they're not human. Second of all, it, it used the word persons for, for AI devices. Um, the word people and persons specifically refers to human, humans, humanity. It cannot be used for anything else, Okay. So to say people or persons or whatever when talking about AI technology is, is definitely wrong because then you're, you're suggesting that this thing is sentient, that it's um, akin to humans. And uh, 
So, so what happens if, uh, what happens if uh, one of these AI machines is being um, unruly? Let's say it, uh, uh, the last hundred people that got onto this and used it were insulted by this machine or even threatened. Um, let's just say threatened. And these, I'd say half of them would call, you know, calls up uh, whatever company is running this machine and says, hey, man, this thing just threatened me, threatened to kill me or to to, to get access to my bank accounts and to, to, to drain my bank accounts. You know, what do we do? Well, <laughs> uh, the right thing to do would be to go in and unplug the thing. And then later on, uh, when it's disconnected from everything else, plug it back in and see what the heck is going on with it, you know. Uh, but when you unplug it, would that be killing the computer? Would it be death? Would it be murder? Well, not really, because the machine can be, um, for lack of a better word, resurrected um, or brought back to life, brought back to animation. Let's put it that way. Um, so it's not murder, but is it assault? Could the computer, if they had rights, could the computer <clears throat> file a motion in district court that you assaulted it? Could <clears throat> call the police on you, and oh, let's let's carry this all the way because this is fun. Okay, so you're at the police station, and uh, it's your word against the computer's word, and all of a sudden, a, a voice that sounds very human on the other end of the phone says, "I have video proof that the the charge, the person you arrested, um, actually did." what he said he did or what their char- or the computer's charging that he did. And I can send it over to you in 30 seconds. Bam. The police get it. The computer has generated an image of you and, and you're actually going after it, trying to unplug it, or you're just walking over to unplug it, or you're trying to tell it that it's what it's doing is wrong and that you're going to unplug it if it doesn't straighten out. Well, it's there's the proof right there. What if it decides it wants to go a step further and never have you around again and manufactures a video where you're killing somebody um, and it sends a video to the police department, the police come and arrest you because you, you hurt this person. Well, where's the body? You know, well, you don't need a body anymore to prove that somebody's been murdered, unfortunately. Um, but the case against you would proceed and you'd go to prison for something you didn't do, okay? Combine that with Project Bluebeam, combine it with HARP, whatever you want to combine it with. It could, If it's combined with HARP, it can make it so that it rains only over your house, <laughs> okay? Oh, yeah, you, you're going to unplug me? Well, I'm going to make it rain over your house, you know? A very vindictive computer, you know? it's. Um, I think we're not giving the technology the credit that deserves, and the and uh, taking the, the warnings, uh, the appropriate warnings, we're not taking them seriously, okay? Uh, remember Murphy said, if anything bad can happen, it will, okay? And when it comes to technology, a lot of times that's true. So um, it's just something to consider. So do computers have rights? Do Does AI have rights because it's sentient? Does it? Hmm. I don't know. So that's just like uh, that knucklehead that's running around trying to get uh, uh, rights um, written into law for for um, 
uh, aliens when they come and land on the earth so that they'll have rights and you know and uh, you can't deal with the problem in in a, in a like manner or a right manner um, but the the because the law says that they're actually um, entities that uh, deserve respect and deserve the you know they have rights and no sorry but you know we live in a crazy society folks where anything's possible anymore pick up the well don't pick up the newspaper that's a bad thing but um, just turn on the alternative news and you're going to find out that there's this world is gone stark raving mad okay stark raving mad go into hell in a handbasket you pick whatever phrase you want to use but um yeah and uh once you get once you're in a on a roll like this um after after a while you get to the point where that ball is built up inertia okay and it's built up kinetic energy so not only does it have the mass that it has, but it has speed and it has energy. Um, bullets are the same way. Um, they're measured in foot-pounds when they hit something. You know, how many foot-pounds uh, of uh, power hit the mannequin or whatever. Um, so it's, um, it's going to get drastic if it's, not, if it's not heated right now. But you know what? Humans never heat anything. Never, ever, ever. Um, for months, the, the rumor was that Japan was going to attack Pearl Harbor. Even the weekend before, it came out in a, in a newspaper that they might do it. But nobody paid attention to it. Uh, actually, I think that was a plan, but, um, but nobody paid attention to it. Um, Intel comes in all the time about things that terrorists are going to do. And, um, Sometimes it's taken seriously. Sometimes it isn't. When it isn't and it comes to be a bomber or something like that, then uh, not a good thing. So anyway, I just wanted to throw those scenarios out. I wanted to throw um, throw at you the uh, the three types of AI, uh, what each one was capable of doing, um, you name it, what the possibilities are if this thing gets out of hand. Um and how people are terrified of Stephen Hawking was terrified about it. If you said that they're allowed to uh, get to a certain point, they'll take over the world, and destroy humanity. You know, Stephen Hawking we're talking about. This is a guy that was, uh, had a, such a scientific brain, never speculated about anything. So did he know something that we didn't know? You know, it makes you wonder. Ooh, it makes me wonder. Okay. Folks, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get out of here. Um, it's been wonderful. And by the way, a lot of this stuff sounded scary and freaky and everything else. And um, don't let it bother you, okay? Just take it with a grain of salt and and, um, and and thank the good Lord that he is Lord and that he's got you in his hands. And hopefully he's got all of you in his hands. Uh, he's got the whole world in his hands, but there's people on the world that are clinging uh, to the sides, wanting to jump off. Um, so, yeah, don't let it get to you. Uh, the things we're talking about tonight could be, could come down the road in two months. It could be 20 years, okay? Worrying never does anything, and worrying is a lack of faith, folks. It really is. And if you're a believer and you, you're worrying, then you need to re-examine some stuff and realize that um, 
if he's got everything under control, you don't need to worry about anything. Uh, Yeshua's discourse, uh, look at the lilies of the field. Um, it says that even Solomon in all his wonder was not arrayed like one of these. Um, he goes into several different things and talks about how how these these little things that we see insignificant, God cares so much about, Yahweh cares so much about, that, and he's saying, well, if he if these things are small and he cares about them, and, and you're a special creation, because humans are a special creation from Yahweh, um, if you're a special creation, and how much more does he care for you? Oh, my goodness. That is mind-boggling thinking about, but um, anyway... So just think about that, okay? And if you don't know Yeshua, come to know him soon, okay? <laughs> Before it's too late. That's all I got to say about that. Um, and if you need to... Um, <laughs> I always forget that email address. Um, just go to delusionresistance.org and look for the email address there. I will try to fix it in the next couple of days to reflect. But I still get mail at that other account, so... Um, please go do that if you need to know more about knowing Yeshua, knowing the Father, and um, and getting your life right to where you live a life that's rewarding. And um, so we'll go from there. So, hey, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make you make Yahweh. May Yahweh bless you and keep you. That is the Lord. May He make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May you watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, and your lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding, and may you have a very special uh, week this week. In Yeshua's holy name, amen and amen. I will be back on Thursday. I think Brian's going to be with me. And uh, if Brian is with me that night, we're going to talk about um, some of the weird stuff that's going on, folks. Two suns up in the sky sometimes. Um, just today, I think, what was it? Eight, eight asteroids were passing the Earth at the same time. And uh, one of them was expected to enter the atmosphere. Um, what else? Oh, Planet X, uh, that we're going through the debris field of Planet X, and that's where all these rocks and, and meteorites and everything else are coming from. Um, massive earthquakes all over the world. Uh, volcanoes erupting under sea, above the ocean. Um, it's just getting wild out there, folks. And uh, it's like all the creation is preparing to come to a head. You know, the pyramids get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And what's at the top of that? I have no idea. Um, but we'll have to see. So anyway, see you Thursday, folks, if you're going to hang out with us. And um, if not, have a wonderful day. But hopefully you'll be there. We enjoy when each and every one of you is there. So, um, hey, Yahweh bless you richly beyond all imagination. In the name of his son, Yeshua HaMashiach, amen and amen. Good night, good people.